Welcome to the WIDA Connect podcast series, where we will explore all the hot topics affecting the equipment dealer industry. From industry news, government affairs, and manufacturer relations, to business best practices, technology, and marketing for equipment dealers, brought to you by the Western Equipment Dealers Association, here to advocate, elevate, and educate. And now, let's connect. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Kramer, Western Equipment Dealers Association. Joining me today on this podcast to discuss an important program for Canadian businesses is Trevor Tamke. Trevor is a tax specialist with MNP, a national business advisory firm. Trevor, good afternoon, and tell us a little about yourself and the organization. Good afternoon, Mike. Thanks for having me. P, we're a Canadian accounting tax and and business advisory firm. Uh, We have over 100 offices from from coast to coast. Uh, At M&P, our our focus is on the the bin market. And we also, we strongly believe in niching so that we can provide in-depth service to specific industries and sectors. Our our dealership niche is actually one that's that's quickly growing and and is an area that I've personally been involved with for quite a few years now in terms of uh, tax planning for, for our dealership clients. Trevor, like so many other countries, governments around the world have initiated programs to help businesses during the ongoing pandemic. One of the programs in Canada is the Canada Emergency Rent Subsidy, or SERS program. Now, what it sounds like one thing, or it sounds like one thing, it's actually more than what it sounds like. What can you tell us about the SERS program? Yeah, so under the the SERS program, uh, which which started in October, it provides a, a subsidy for commercial tenants uh, to offsetting uh, to offset their qualifying rental expenses, as as you would sort of gather from the name of the program. Um, in addition to that, though, there, it's also for commercial property owners that uh, use their property in their own business. Uh, so for for property owners, the subsidy uh, is potentially available to a, a portion of their their property tax, their their property insurance, and their mortgage interest. And, and Trevor, how does SERS differ from the previous rent subsidy program that was in place? Yeah, so a lot of people would be available or or, or aware of the previous uh, rental program that was in place. Um, That program was available in situations where a commercial tenant had experienced a revenue decline of of at least 70%. Uh, Under the the SERS, however, any any qualifying entity that experiences a revenue decline uh, can be eligible for the program. Uh, The extent of the subsidy available is going to be dependent on the the magnitude of, of the revenue decline, so it's sort of a sliding scale. The revenue calculation itself is done... Uh, using the same method as you would use for the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy or the CUSE program, as many people are are familiar with. Uh, under under the SERS program, there's also a, a potential top up subsidy of of 25% available if if the business was subject to a public health restriction. So depending on the you know the jurisdiction you're in, um, in, in which your business is located, and the you know the measure, measures that the local governments May have had in place during you know points in time uh, in the in the year the business may qualify for this additional twenty five percent top up subsidy. 
Um, in addition, under the under the previous uh, rent subsidy program, the, the landlord and tenant uh, were required to enter into some sort of rent reduction agreement, and then it would be up to the landlord to apply for the subsidy. Uh, under the under the SERS rent reduction agreement is not required, and uh, the entity affected by the revenue decline would just uh, be able to apply directly uh, for the subsidy. Uh, in an, overall, you know, in our in our practice, we had seen very few claims under the original rent subsidy program, so it didn't seem to be as as effective as the the government had hoped. However, uh, we are we are seeing an increasing number of businesses that qualify for the for the SERS. And uh, d- due to the fact that the, the revenue decline is calculated on the same basis as the Qs program, businesses that qualify for the Qs usually qualify for the SERS as well. So it's it's opened the door for, for a lot of businesses to qualify for that program. All right. So now uh, you've explained what SERS is. So how does it apply to equipment dealers? Sure. Uh, so in order to qualify for the subsidy, a uh, dealer uh, would have needed to ex- have experienced a revenue decline in a particular month. So, as I mentioned earlier, the program started in October, so that's sort of the start of the, the periods where you would be looking for a revenue decline. If the dealer was eligible for, for Q's claims from uh, from uh, September to present, uh, as I mentioned, it, it, it's likely that they would also qualify for SERS. And I, and I, meant, and I, and I say September uh, because uh, you, you're allowed to take into account the, um, the, the revenue decline of, of the month prior. So as the program started in October, you can look back to September to potentially qualify. Uh, there's, a, there's a few options in how to calculate uh, the revenue decline. So you can compare the, the particular month in the current year to the same month in the prior year. Uh, or alternatively, you can elect to compare the current month with the average of January and February of, of 2020. Uh, there's also the option to elect to use a cash method or or an accrual method of calculating your revenues. So for for equipment dealers, due to the cycle of the of the business, we typically see fluctuations in revenues on a month to month basis. And as a result, we've you know we've seen dealers who have experienced revenue uh, declines in certain months. So as a dealer, it's definitely worth taking a look to see if you could potentially qualify for some of these benefits. All right, visiting with Trevor Tamke of M, not and, but N, M-N-P. And we're talking about the SERS program in Canada. Uh, Trevor, I'm sure getting assistance from this program isn't as simple as just picking up the phone and asking for money. So what kind of structure do dealers need to have in place to qualify? That's part one. And how can M-N-P help dealers apply for SERS funds? Yeah, Mike. It's definitely not. Uh, it's not a simple process, um, and so you, you really have to look at uh, each client's situation. Um, a lot of a lot of dealers own own their own property, um, and in many cases, the property is held in a separate holding company. And so, in the case of of rent that's being paid to a related holding company, the operating company would not be entitled to make a subsidy claim uh, with, with regard to that related party rent. However, uh, the holding company may be entitled to a claim if it itself has a has a revenue decline. And so, typically, you know, in this type of structure, uh, there's a couple of options available to determine the revenue decline of the holding company. In some circumstances, you can elect to use what we would refer to as the related party method, 
which takes into account the revenue decline of the related operating companies who are paying rent to the holding company. Mm-hmm. So in that in that instance, you would be taking a look at uh, the operating dealerships and whether they had revenue decline. Uh, alternatively, you can uh, elect to consolidate all of the revenues of, of the affiliated group of companies. Um, and so if, if the holding company qualifies, it could claim a subsidy for a portion of the property tax, insurance, and mortgage interest uh, it, it's paid. Um, depending depending on the structure of the corporate group, uh, the choice of the method for t- determining that revenue decline can produce different results. And the, the method you choose must be consistent. You must use the same method for both the SERS and the Qs programs. And so you, you may find what works well for one program may not work well for the other. So it's important to sort of keep in mind how those how those two interact, interact together. And, and like I said, the, the rules surrounding these programs are fairly complex. And, and we found that you know, many, many business owners out there need assistance in, in determining what methods to use for determining revenue, what elections they need to make, you know, what portion of their expenses qualify for the subsidy. As I've I've found as going through these programs, that you know it is important to have a tax advisor who is familiar with the rules that that uh, you know can help you navigate through these programs. And of course, that's where you come in. Um, what you just talked about it makes me curious: is there a cap on what a business can receive, and also what are the limitations, if any, for businesses with multiple locations? Something we see in the equipment industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So period is a four-week period in the program. So there's a maximum of 75000 of, of qualifying expenses that can be claimed per location. Um, as well, there's there's an overall cap of, of 300000 of qualifying expenses per period for an affiliated group of companies. So again, de- depending on your structure, um, you know, if, if you had uh, if you had multiple locations uh, housed within the same corporation, you'd be limited to the uh, again, the seventy-five thousand per location, or again, it, it, whether you have all of your locations in one company or you have a group of companies, uh, that three hundred thousand dollar limit uh, overall uh, per period would would apply. Um, again, those qualifying expenses would would include, you know, if you were leasing from an arm's length party, you know, that would be that would be qualifying rent, and. Uh, for uh, you know, for building owners, like I said, is it would be the property taxes, insurance, and mortgage interest that you'd be looking at uh, to claim. So, so yeah. So, I mean, just I guess to wrap up, you know, it's very important to to look closely at your structure to determine uh, which companies are affiliated, which you know, which entities are eligible to make a claim, and how you are choosing to to calculate that revenue decline. All of those, you know, different options and choices can, you know, can have a significant impact on the amount of the subsidy that that you may be entitled to. So, like I said, it's not it's not straightforward, um, and so it's important to, you know, reach out and and talk to an advisor to to help you through those programs. Okay, uh, before we let you go, I just want to remind everybody uh, that MNP has had a long-standing relationship with the Western Equipment Dealers Association, and we are happy. Um, MNP is available to help our members understand the complex issues that COVID has presented to equipment dealers and the options they currently have. Uh, If you have more questions, you can contact Trevor Tamke. Again, he's a tax specialist with with MNP, 
And uh, Trevor is available at 403-329-2881, 403-329-2881. Trevor, thanks so much for the visit today. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. For the Western Equipment Dealers Association, I'm Mike Kramer. Thanks for listening. This has been We to Connect. If you have a question, would like to suggest future topics, or just tell us what you think about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us at westerneda.com, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to We to Connect on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Until next time.